party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by Will Lett for a game of Star Wars, Edge of the Empire. I am super excited to be playing Edge of the Empire on the show. It is the third and final installment of Fantasy Flight's Star Wars role-playing game trilogy. If Force and Destiny is Luke Skywalker and Age of Rebellion is Princess Leia, Edge of the Empire is a good old-fashioned Han Solo adventure. It is about smugglers and bounty hunters and mercenaries and scum and villainy. It's super cool. You should check it out. A link to more information can be found in the show notes. Will is one of many talented players and GMs running games over on the OneShot Discord, which is a really wonderful fan-run community for fans of the OneShot Podcast Network. I really like it. Uh, I post there. It's great. People chat, they hang out, they watch movies, they overwatch, and they play a lot of different tabletop games via the Discord voice servers. It's really cool. If you're a fan of one-shot shows, if you are looking for a new space to play games, I think you should check it out. It's really cool. You can find a link to that in the show notes. Finally, before we dive in, a very special thank you to Stephen Mitchell, our newest backer on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Patreon dollars uh, help pay for hosting fees and equipment costs, con appearances, and more. And in exchange, you get some cool stuff. Uh, For just $5 a month, you get access to Party of One Duet Designer's Notes, which is a weekly-ish mini cast I do about looking at how group-based games like Edge of the Empire approach duet play and how they play with one player, sort of different hacks I take to make games work. And for $10 a month, you get access to Duets on Duets, which are special interviews that I recorded with game designers and GMs and podcasters about writing and playing and running games for one person or for two players. Uh, I just sat down and recorded an interview with Dan Anders, who wrote the game The Bite, about sort of the process that went into that game. It's a really good interview. I think that you should check that out. You can find more information at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I'm sitting down with Will Let. Will, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So, I'm very excited. This week, we are completing our Star Wars Fantasy Flight trilogy of sorts. We are playing Edge of the Empire, and I yes. am tremendously excited. I'm also very excited. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce your character for us this week? Uh, Yes, my character, his name is uh, Gideon, or Gidosk, it's probably how you would say it, but he goes by Gideon, he's a uh, Trandoshan uh, bartender, enforcer, he uh, works at a, oh actually I don't know if he works there, but he's a a Trandoshan enforcer, we'll say. Yeah, um, he's been working at a bar called Gix's Place for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Gix Aluren is a Deveronian. He used to be bi- a big Sabak star, but mm, he's okay. kind of, um, he got washed out of that. He's kind of turned up on Tatooine. He is now he's sort of a, a low end Bart, like he owns a bar, but he's also kind of a, a protection money racket and a loan shark. <laughs> but he also kind of watches over the neighborhood. You know, of all of the crime lords, you could have ended up. I, I work with a, a very a kind of a, a kind of benevolent one. <laughs> yeah, right. You could have you could have fallen in with worse. <laughs> so, um, the day begins. Hour zero. It is. You know, you come in for your ordinary bartending shift, and it's not busy, but, like, all of the regulars are there. Mm. You know, uh, Ogberg the Herglick is there, Chapruder the Jawa Trader is there, like, he's kind of got his wares out on the table, he's fiddling with some electronics. Lil Mac and Big Mac, you know, the Mac Brothers. <laughs> They're, they're having their own little drinking contest alongside the bar, and they're getting a little bit rowdy with it, but you've, you've got a pretty good handle on it. You know you can, you can bounce them if they get out of line. Like, you know you can handle that. Mm-hmm, yes. And uh, Old Man Orlando, the, uh, the old hollow film star, is kind of in the corner, just quietly sipping away his troubles. <laughs> you hear Gix off in his office. Which is not so much an office, it's just kind of a corner of the reception hall that he's just sort of, like, claimed as an office. Right. I, I don't tell him otherwise. It's 
it's it's his. It's right. it's not much, but I don't uh I don't you know, rub it in his face or Yeah. He's uh he's in there He's, you can hear him when you come in taking a hollow call, and you can hear him because he's loud and brash and abrasive. <laughs> you hear him taking a hollow call, and, like, the doors to the reception hall are closed, so you don't, you can't hear it, it's kind of muffled, but you hear it kind of echoing, you can tell it's getting a little heated. Um, there are also three other people here. One of them is... Who I want hurt. One of them is a stout chiss woman. Blue skin, red eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a flipping through a data pad. And she's okay. around two other spacers, off-worlders, you know? Weirdo types. <laughs> so what do you think? Let's describe them collaboratively, because I don't have an idea of who those other two are beyond spacers, off-worlders, weird types. Okay. Uh, I could see one being a Rodian. Yeah, perhaps sure. Perhaps has a, uh, he's, he's got like a, uh, like just a little bandage on, a bandaid on his snout. <laughs> he seems to have been in a fight recently. I like that. Yeah, that works. And I think the other one is probably, I'm gonna say, what's a, uh, what's a piloty race? Like a Duros, maybe? A Duros or a Chadrafan, I believe those work as pilots a lot. Yeah, let's go Chadrafan, a little tiny, little tiny fella. <laughs> he's slouched over, he's not, not slouched over per se, but like, got his head on the bar, he looks to be more sleeping at the moment than a bit, a bit yeah. napping at, at the moment. Probably has been busy with, with his, uh, yeah. you know, whatever he's been piloting. So all three of these uh, off-worlders are, like, sitting together. They mm-hmm. all look like they've had a rough couple of days. Mm-hmm. And yet the chess, the chess woman is still, like, professional, right? Like, she's got her... She's all Classic buttoned chiss, up and yes. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got this holodeck, and she's kind of, like, talking to the other two, but they don't really seem to be paying a lot of attention to her. Just enough. Right. So, um, why don't you go ahead... And make me a roll. As you're kind of working, uh, make me a perception roll. This will be difficulty right. uh, two. And that is hmm, uh, two threats. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> the threats are, you can tell Gix's voice is raising. And it's getting, you can't tell what he's saying. But it's getting higher pitched and squeakier almost. Oh, that's not good. That's that's when I know things are getting <laughs> very serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you know they're getting serious and when you know that he's getting scared. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what he's saying, but he's scared and he's angry and things ain't great. Great. I'll make a note of that and I'll have to check in with him later. So the day continues. Hour three of your shift. It is now, it is now like early evening. One of the suns has set. The other one is close to setting. Mm-hmm. Um, Gix, Gix was on the the hollow call for a while. He was mm-hmm. on the comms for a while, uh, and then he went quiet. And then he was just kind of sitting in the back room for hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mac brothers have sort of like calmed down and now they're just like swapping family stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Chipruder has successfully built a gadget. You're not sure what. Yeah, but it's I've built. been like looking over at that table for most of the shift, just like, <sighs> I, I worry that this is going to be something uh, explosive. <laughs> I, I don't need this in this bar. I've been tolerating him. I even pulled the second table for all his junk, but eh, I, I think I'll have to. Uh, just another thing to check on, I suppose. Great. Oh, speaking of explosive, we should roll destiny dice, just in case. Mm. I'm going to roll two. Why don't you roll two as well? Just so okay. we have dark side and light side points. What if, Three dark what side. if we didn't have dark? Oh, great. Two dark side. Great. This is going to be an excellent day. I can just feel it. Well, then I'm going to flip one of those dark side. 
<laughs> and say, um, you don't recognize exactly what it is, but you can tell by the sparks and stuff that even if it wasn't designed as an explosive, it's definitely an explosive. <laughs> <sighs> I, I think it might be time to uh, ask Chipruter to uh, take his leave for the day. So I'm going to uh, head over to the table he's at. All right. And uh, just say to him, just, Jibruta, you've been here all... You've been here for several hours, and I don't like the look of that, pointing at the device. I, I think it's time you uh, take your leave for the day. Maybe test that device uh, somewhere else. Uh, roll me a coercion. This is going to be just a one difficulty, because I don't think he is eager to mess with you. That is two successes and three advantages. Okay, great. Um, yep, he, he hops down. He hops down. Uh, he, he is kind of like... And he kind of like <laughs> gathers up his a bag of his things. And what I'll say the advantage is, is like he gathers up some of his stuff. But there's a few little, like, tools and things that he doesn't grab on the way out, because he kind of just, like, is carrying, like, a blanket full of gizmos, and he's just kind of, mm-hmm. like, waddling out of the bar. Yeah, I, I help him out with this with some of his stuff, and I, that's probably why I miss the, some of the things he leaves behind. I, it, he's, like, you know, chattering angrily or, like, dissatisfied, and I'm just, like, saying things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... You hustle him out. Um, everybody else is pretty calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I set the tape, the second table, back in its place. And uh, are the the Chiss and her party still here, or have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they 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 watch that pretty intently, and then they um kind of sink into their drinks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sort of like consciously being like, okay. Consciously, consciously making the decision not to make a scene and just to hang out. <laughs> so they settle into their drinks. Uh, I think noticing the the items that uh, Chapruta has left, I just kind of like give a just like a sigh, mutter something, and then uh, gra- gather them up and just like a little, like a little uh, on a little piece of fabric or something, and just kind of take them behind the bar just to sure. remember to leave just remember to give them back at some point he'll he'll be back <laughs> sure so gix comes out from behind the uh from his quote unquote office <laughs> yes he comes out he is uh sweating and tired and he's kind of slumped over and he's got a real tight lip look on his face a little bit of a little bit of bags under his eyes mhm uh i pour I pour him something that he likes, probably some kind of Corellian whiskey is a uh, classic favorite. You gotta and, pour uh, him two or three glasses before he, like, because it's just straight in the mouth, another glass, straight in the mouth, third glass. Oh, you slow down, boss. Yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I talk to you for a second in uh, my office? I look back out towards the bar and the patron, just, you know, make sure there's nobody who seems a little shifty. I don't want to leave the alcohols uh, unattended for too long with questionables, but uh, look back to him and just give a nod and follow him to his quote-unquote office. Gix uh, goes to close the, the doors to the reception hall and just leans out and says, Hey, don't nobody steal anything! That'll take care of it. We're good. Thank that, of course, of course. Uh, he, he pulls up he pulls up one of the long benches along one of the, like the meeting tables. Offers you to sit. Sits on the other side. Mm-hmm. Take I take the seat. Hey, uh, so so how's how's the shift going? Any any problems? Everything good? Everything good? Nah, no problems. Mac Brothers get a little loud as usual, and Chibruter has some bubble. I've I've asked him to leave already. That's uh, some new folks I had not seen before, but uh, no trouble. That's good. That's that's good. Hey, um. I think I need to call in a, a favor. Favor's not the right word. Debt. Favor. I need to call in debts. Favors. Uh. What? Who? Who's debt? What favor? Uh, yours. I need to call in. 
Well, all of the favors. The favors, debts, loans, screw-ups, and that one time in Anchorhead that you owe me for. Look at him just, like, very flatly. Don't... Very still. Don't... Just kind of, like, looking at him. There's probably, like, just, like, a a mix of (laughs) anger... uh, Emotions on the angry scale. It kind of peeved, but just don't say anything for a beat and just... What what do you need, Gixt? So, um... Well... Uh, okay, here's the deal. It's... Here's the deal. Um... You know how it is around here. We don't ask questions. You come in, you, you give us your credits, we don't ask questions. Kind of pride myself on that. Kind of helps us stay alive in this, uh... Climate of... Blatant organized crime. <laughs> well, um... Turns out now the Fuzz is asking questions, and they're asking us to ask questions, and I told him to go hit the bricks. You know. It's my style. Yes, you're always very bold. Well, uh, turns out they're coming. Here. And, uh... <sighs> listen, I'll, I'm, I'm calling in everything. I'm calling in everything. If you do this, you're clean. You can go off. <laughs> You're good. All I'm asking. What are you asking me? If it gets hot, you protect the bar. You've never seen him like this before. Yeah, this is all the favors. Yeah, I just kind of sit there and think for a minute. All of the favors. Everything. This is this is a big one. This is everything. All right, Gixt, I'm holding you to that. Hey, hey. I'm a loan shark, I am a protection racketeer, but I am a man of my word. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Ish. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what do you need me to do? For now, just stay cool. Maybe, you know, serve some drinks, keep everybody happy. Maybe keep everybody... In the bar. Don't really let anybody else go out and about, especially not the Mac brothers. They've been drinking, and they're a little bit of a liability. Keep everybody here. All keep right. everybody cool, and I will... And that's when uh, that's when you hear the sound of land speeders outside. Several of them pull up from the outside mm-hmm. of the front doors. Okay. I gotta, I gotta go take... I gotta go deal with this. All right, you deal with that, and I will deal with everything else. Gix gets up. He kind of walks with you back to the bar. Mm-hmm. He looks around at everybody, and in a snap, he is the Gix that you've seen a thousand times. He is the, the host of hosts. Salty, but friendly. And he's like, hey, everybody. Uh, everybody be cool. I think that there's fuzz outside. I'm going to take care of this. Hey, um, Gideon, drinks drinks on the house, round for everybody. He smiles, he clicks his fingers, and he walks out. Watch as he leaves, but uh, also put on a grin and just say, you heard him. Yeah, uh, let me, it, I get back behind the bar and start, you know, pouring a few drinks and mm-hmm. getting them around. So he walks through the front coat slash weapons check of the bar. Out, th- out past the front door. Mm-hmm. And for a brief second, you see uh, something that really uh, just doesn't seem right. You see stormtroopers outside. Mm-hmm. A few of them. You don't get a handle on how many, but a few of them. And there's uh, what looks to be a sergeant in front of them. Sergeant is not wearing a helmet. Long blonde hair. Real chiseled chin. <laughs> yeah. These chiseled types. Door goes closed. Actually, uh, what happens? He's at the front door. He opens the door. You see the stormtroopers outside. Gix mm-hmm. looks back. He kind of waves you towards the front as you're pouring drinks. And he says, hey, Gideon, uh, lock the door behind me. Kind of get a quizzical look, kind of tilt my head, but just, uh, 
Is there a button behind the bar or do I need Yeah, to there's a button just... behind the bar. You close it and it seals yeah, it. Yeah, I do that. It's weird because they don't – he's pretty aggressive about keeping that door. Well, you know, he says, like, doors are open to all. Yeah, you can't get clients and you can't get money if you're not letting them in. Right. So that door closes. You hear the lock seal. You hear that ka-chunk. And then silence. And then blaster fire. A barrage of it. Oh, uh, kind of balk at that and uh, take take a look around the bar. Are there windows or anything to um, see out? There are. Yes, there are two windows along the north, uh, both sides of the north walls of the bar area. Okay. So like, yeah, so there's on the north, the east and west, north, the northeast and northwest corners of the bar area, there are uh-huh. windows. Yeah, they're I, like, I just kind of. They're dirty windows, so you can't see real great out of them. Mm, all right. Well, I'll still like hop the bar and quickly go to one of these windows and try to peer out. Um, well, the, the Imperials are out there. Uh-huh. Smoking guns and all. And, uh, Gix is out there, or rather, his body's out there. (laughs) Voice comes on a loudspeaker. Attention, attention! This is Imperial Security Officer Zevon Fentley. We have word that there are rebel conspirators inside. We have presented our warrant and just cause. We give you five minutes to turn over any suspected conspirators. Otherwise, we'll be forced to enter inside. Thank you. And good night. And he clicks off his little loudspeaker. (sighs) Turn back and, like, look at all the patrons and just kind of square my sight on the Chiss and her group, specifically. This is quickly becoming a a very obvious case of what's happening here. Uh, her eyes are rounder than you've ever, like, wi- rounder and wider than you've ever seen a Chiss, a Chiss's eyes go. You know, they're normally, they normally play it pretty confident and cool, but she is... Very open book, yeah. <laughs> uh, how are other, the other uh, patrons, the Mac brothers and such, how are they reacting to this? I will tell you. Ogberg is um, ducking under a table, and the table has kind of been lifted over his head. (laughs) Aw, buddy. Uh, Lil Mac and Big Mac are kind of, like, shoving each other, trying, and, like, they're making a big, they're making a big drunken scene of, like, what do we do? What do we do? And they're kind of shoving each other, and looks like it could turn into a fist fight, but you're not sure. They're the Mac brothers. And, yeah, uh, great. Old man Orlando is sitting in the corner, drinking away. Um, are there any other ways out of the bar or out of the building besides yeah, the so let's, front? Let's go over the layout of the bar because I've given you a little map of it, but I want to go over it for the listeners so you can get a real handle on <laughs> on things. So Sounds there's good. the front door, which leads into the coat check slash weapons check, which is two racks of, like, clothing, weapons, all sorts, anything that you need to check before coming into the bar. It's Gix's way of keeping things out of trouble. Uh-huh. There's the large bar area with about four, maybe two or three person tables. Uh, there's the bar itself, which is in the center of the room. It's one of those circular bars. And then there's refreshers to the east and west. There's uh, the store. There's the stairs to the basement, which there's like I imagine an emergency storm cellar or something in the basement. Uh-huh. Uh And then there's the the other two exits of note are there's the smoking deck, which is on the this far south end on the opposite side of the reception hall, which is right to the south of the bar. You know, outdoor lounging, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a doorway to that, which is from which is to the outside, and then the other entrance is if you go to the west. There's the kitchen. Attached to the kitchen is where the kegs are kept. And then there's a ramp, like a loading ramp, for new kegs to come in. So there's about the 
four exits total. There's the storm cellar in the basement, the loading ramp for the kegs, the front door, and the smoking deck. Okay. Uh, hmm. I think the first thing I say is, uh, is uh, just everyone remain calm. No, no more of this. I'm going to check the loading ramp. All right. And uh, yeah, I'm going to head there and see if see how it looks out from there. Okay. Um, you head over to the loading ramp. Like you head through the kitchen, up through, up along the kegs. Mm-hmm. You kind of peek out of the loading ramp. Loading ramp. Make me a. I want to say this is going to be a stealth roll. I think because I'm going to have you notice notice everything no matter what. Yeah, give me a stealth okay. roll. We'll call this average. That is one success. Okay. Um, so no, yeah, so you peek out without being noticed. There are about six stormtroopers outside, blaster rifles. There's the sergeant, there's two land speeders. Um, and the sergeant is standing hands behind his back in that sort of like confident, you know, strike a pose pose. <laughs> and they're kind of just, they're all kind of standing, waiting, guns at the low, ready. And they're looking towards the front door, I assume. Yeah, yeah, they're all just staring at the front door. Okay. Hmm. Might not be good. That might not be the greatest place to go out, so. I'll head back inside. Um. How much more time do I have to, uh, answer his? Uh. I'll put all of that at about three minutes. You have about two minutes. Okay, um. Yeah, I think uh, I head back inside and I just kind of say to to the uh, room, just uh, yeah, right. If every if you've got uh, good reason to not be here, I suggest you leave through the smoking deck, go through the reception hall and out the smoking deck. Okay. Um. Let's see. Low Mac and Big Mac cannot get out of there fast enough. They are, they are, they are gone before you say, before you say good reason. <laughs> uh, Ogberg. I help him with the table. <laughs> so, so hopefully he does not break it. Cause, you know. Stands up, start, looks towards the smoking deck. Looks at you and says, I don't want to leave. I like this bar. This is my bar. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of whose body is up in the air right now. Uh, I think it's best if you leave for the day and we'll sort out whose it is tomorrow. Now, I mean, unless you want to stay and, you know, take some imperial questions. He, he stops, he stops and he, he's still scowling, still arms are crossed and he's like, Nope, not leaving. You're dealing with this, I'm dealing with this. This is our bar. <laughs> this is the bar I like to drink at. Alright. I like to have you here at this bar, too, so... I guess this is our problem now. Um... Orlando? Still sitting in the corner drinking. Hasn't blinked, hasn't hasn't done any really anything other than just head down. Spirits up. <laughs> Old man, did you not hear me? <sighs> No, no, I heard you. I heard you, young man. I, quite frankly, I've been debating it for about the last five minutes. Well, I've been debating it all day because he's not exactly a quiet man. He's been screaming about rebels and things all day. You've just got to put your ears to the floor, my, my, my boy. Come on now. <laughs> you just shrug at him. I suppose that I'm staying. I... I... You know, I used to be a hollow film star. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, oh. you've heard a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just go, yeah, I kind of just leave it at that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, this quiet life isn't for me. I suppose I I need one last fine hurrah. If you know, you know what I mean. You... Uh, well, I suppose I would prefer it not to come to uh firefight, but we'll see. We'll see how the day goes. 
and uh, the three spacers come up. They fi- uh, Chiss Woman finally like comes up to you and extends a hand, and she says, "Denison Mars, information dis- information dissemination specialist." Oh, fancy! You take her hand and just shake it. Gideon, uh, I have no such special titles, I suppose. She kind of looks at you, she looks at the Herglick, and she looks at Orlando, and she looks at her friends, and she says, listen, I'm giving you... She kind of looks out the window. You seem to be the proprietor of this bar, or as close to a proprietor or authority figure as we've got. I am now, yeah. They're after us. I think you figured that out by now. You seem smart. Thank you. So, here's the deal. And she looks around to everybody again. As the proprietor, you have every right to turn us in. But, know that if you turn us in, information due for the Rebel Alliance doesn't get to the to the Rebel Alliance. Know that that information puts lives in danger, and who knows? You know, it, it, it might be nothing, it might be something. But that information doesn't get where it's going. But I'm not going to ask you to fight this fight. If you want, you can turn us in right now. It's your call. And all eyes, the Herglicks and Orlandos and the Spacers come to you. And you've got about 30 seconds. Never been put in charge of such a thing. But I have no sympathies for the Imperials, and who am I to stop the flow of information? Uh, a lot of things go in and out of this bar, so. He just kind of grins, and, uh. So. What's the plan? You're not. clearly aren't leaving. She. is a bit taken aback. She really. honestly, it, it seems a bit like she wasn't sure how that was gonna go down. And she says, uh, short-term reception hall. We can, we can regroup, meet up there. That said, we've got about, go now, now, now. And then more blaster fire and like pounding at the doors. You see two rebel stormtroopers kind of rush for the windows with the butts of their Mm -hmm. rifles. What do you do? Hmm. Well, if they're already going hostile, I suppose. I, I think I'm going to try to, to speak with them. We'll see how that goes. Okay. I kind of shout out towards the door. All right, all right. No need to blast up my bar. All right, the blaster fire stops, and you see the two stormtroop. Yeah, like everyone else shuffled off into the reception hall. The doors close. Two uh-huh. stormtroopers with blaster rifles at the door. They still smash the windows. <laughs> he smashed those windows real good. But, uh, doors open. Yeah, I unlock the doors and... The stormtroopers head inside, and they kind of, uh, surround the bar area. Sort of, two of them kind of poke into the refreshers, peek around, they start, like, knocking at the stair door to the basement. Now that was a bit unnecessary. Uh, we made an offer. The offer was, uh, Accepted a few seconds too late, some collateral damage is bound to happen. Answer quicker when the Empire calls next time. So I assume you're here to make an inspection, then? No, 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 this is no routine inspection, unfortunately. We have word to believe that uh, rebel conspirators are spotted in the area. He's, He's talking and he's looking around real pointedly. You wouldn't happen to know anything about any off-worlders? Any suspicious-looking individuals? Any people that not from the neighborhood in the bar today? <laughs> kind of smirking to say, well, you know, I always think folks look a bit suspicious, but that's just me. I've had, the, you know, my regulars here. No one uh, out of the ordinary. They're, uh, I think, enjoying uh, smoke or something, so. All right, You're well, free then- to look around. I think we'll head back. Uh, you mind, uh, I think two of the guards go to the doors and kind of, like, jab at them? Doors are locked. Would you, uh, care to unlock those doors for us? Yes, just don't 
make a show of it this time, huh? And walk over to the door and unlock it. All right. The, uh... Let me make a roll real quick. Be average difficulty. Two greens and a yellow. So they all look to have uh, blaster rifles? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, doors open. Mm-hmm. And things go poorly. <laughs> Great. So what has happened is the doors open and the reception hall is big and open. There are view screens on sort of the top, like, right along, like, the, the ceiling-ish. You know, where wall meets ceiling, that corner spot. Mm-hmm. Big, big view screens. Uses it for sporting events and pod races and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There are these two long tables, right? You know, the big, big benches, big picnic table looking thing is the kind of things you'd see outside if it weren't on Tatooine. <laughs> Both of those have been flipped over into the front. You don't see anybody, but uh, you can get a pretty solid idea of where. Where everyone is, yeah. <laughs> The, the, the door to the smoking deck is still open, but there appears to be no one around it. Though there are a few, uh, like, ashtrays and things knocked over from when the Mac Brothers made their exit. Messy. Gonna have to clean that up later. Oh, get someone else to. I'm the, I'm the proprietor now, so I don't have to do that stuff. <laughs> so, um, they... Zivon turns his gun, like, uh, turns his gun back to you, and is like, it turns his gun back to you as the Imperials sort of take, uh, firing stances. He says, hmm. what, what is, what, what is this? Looks like a god rowdy. Just kind of grin again. <laughs> make me, uh, make me a deception roll for that. It's gonna be two purple and a red. That is a wash. Alright. Well... You say that, and he, um, he chuckles. Uh, bluffing in the face of the Empire. I can't say I don't respect you. Well, thank you. Your respect is worth a lot to me. And then he squeezes that trigger. Is he within, like, how close is he to me? Um, let me see. He's in the entrance to the, to the room, and it's about five feet, so about 20 feet. Assuming you're still behind the bar and that you haven't gone out of it? Uh, I I assumed I was perhaps at the door as well, because I okay. opened it. Yeah, then probably like five, ten feet away. Alright. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Oofa loofa. <laughs> and, and I'm to understand that uh, there is no one. None of my, my uh, conspirators are in the room. Um... Not that you can see, but you can assume that they are behind those tables. Okay, okay. So when that first fire, that first, this first shot goes off, uh, the big set piece happens. <laughs> uh, there is 19 damage coming your way. Uh, that, wow. Uh, minus my soak, that just puts me out in one hit. Okay, um... So what happens then? Okay, then I know exactly what happens. Uh, you black out. <laughs> you come to, you come to, you black out as blaster fire starts spreading like wildfire. Uh, you come to an hour or two later. You can't say exactly when, but you're in the basement. Okay. Uh, let me, let me go ahead and... Skip ahead. Yeah, you come to, you're back up, you're back up to full health, but, uh, shoulder hurts like hell. Yeah. Never, uh, back my head is feeling a bit dull. Oh, I've been shot, but I don't think shot with whatever that was. Yeah. Actually, I should just real quick note that I did that correctly. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's the damage listed per success plus one for advantage, right? Oh no! Advantages do not add uh, oh, damage. Okay, well then that drops down to drops down to eighteen. 
Is, is that still wow. the damage listed I, I per success, right? Uh, it's it's um base oh, no, damage it's... plus number of successes. Oh, so well, like then... if the base damage of the gun is eight, then it's you know ten if it are, were two successes to the roll. That explains why that took you out in one hit. Let's reframe this okay. scene. <laughs> I was thinking, like, what? Did he just hit me like a shotgun or something? <laughs> so, then he hit, there's, then there's eight damage coming your way. Okay. So there's a standard that, blaster pistol fired yes, at you. Yes, that is. Kill setting. That is doable. <laughs> yeah, so he shoots you, there's eight damage coming your way. Okay. All right, that, that does a, a reasonable amount of, uh, uh, of a hit right. to me, yeah. Uh, All right. After soak, that's that's four damage. Yeah, that's that's not too shabby. I'm at, I'm All right, eleven of fifteen. Then, yeah. Uh, on that note, yeah, blaster fire just starts spreading, just starts going wild. Or actually, no, because the weapons are in the front. So, okay, then then uh, I'm going to ask you to roll me vigilance or cool. Okay, that is <clears throat> three successes and three advantages. Okay. On a vigilance. Okay. Okay. So what happens? So uh, you are up first. Your move is first. Uh, there's been a blaster bolt that's come towards you. Yeah, I've taken that shot, and uh, my shoulder hurts, and I'm rather cross with this uh, sergeant chiseled. And um, what I'm going to do is immediately move into an engaged range with him. Okay. And uh. I have a talent known as Fearsome, and he will need to make a fear check. Just one okay. difficulty. All right. Let me remember exactly how that barely works. towards him. <laughs> that is a, I believe, discipline or cool. Okay. Well, his discipline and is... blues and blacks for other aspects of the situation. Okay. Um... I'm going to give him one black. I'm going to give him one black for um, because he did not expect you. He kind of expected you to go down. <laughs> In another universe. In another where world, each success is uh, the amount of damage for hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. In his mind, he shot you once, dealt you 18 damage, and you went down hard. In this world, <laughs> you're still standing, and now you're running at him. So that's a black. I am going to give him a blue, though, because he's got reinforcements, but I'm going to give him a second black. No, I'm going to cancel out the black and the blue and say it's just one black because he's got reinforcements, but there are definitely people hiding behind those tables. So he's rolling his three green, one purple, one black. Three successes, two threats. All right. So what do you want your advantages to be here since he got two threats? I believe that uh, works pretty good as strain. Okay, yeah, that works. He's a bit rattled. Yeah. And uh, as soon as I am in said range of him, I just kind of run in, run in at him, got my fist pulled back, and I'm going to just strike him across the face. Okay. That's three successes and two advantages, and that is a total of... It's my... Oh, dang, this does not list my unarmed damage. I think it's just your brawn? I think unarmed... Yeah, it's, it's your... brawn and a little extra because as a Trandoshan I have my claws. Right. So I can do a little more damage and crits easier. So... That is a total of... Seven damage. And okay. uh, with my advantages, I will ah, dang, disorient him for okay. one. So, yes, I think I'm going to go for uh, non-lethal at the moment. So, yeah, okay. I'm going to hit him and disorient for a round. Okay. Yeah, you, 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 you knock him woozy. He kind of stumbles back. And he's like, what do you say? Get, get him. Like, and he's kind of like trying to signal to get him. However, at that moment, uh, a very large attack is coming to these, uh, to these stormtroopers. So what happens is, uh, 
one of the two tables mm-hmm. starts to lift off of the ground. <laughs> Close range is one difficulty or two? Close is one. That's what I thought. One difficulty, um... Yep. Uh, one of the tables stand, starts to stand up. <laughs> and... Sweet, sweet Ogberg is now sweet, holding sweet a table Ogberg. over his head, and he just hurdles, like, hurls it at the Imperials. Perfect. Uh, one, the, of uh, about three of them are sort of on each, like, side, each of the tables. Mm-hmm. Two of them roll out of the way, and one of them is crushed unconscious. Oof. And he gets an advantage, which is that uh, the others are going to get a blue dice on their action because they're going next, which are the rebels. They are going to give them two with a blue. One difficulty. Okay. So what happens now is they the, the rebels grab the table and push it, right? Mm-hmm. They start pushing it hard at the other, at the rest of the stormtroopers, and they all get out of the way. None of them are hurt, but all three of the remaining stormtroopers, all three of the stormtroopers on the the west side of the room are disoriented. So pretty much everybody is dazed here. (laughs) Now it is the Imperial's turn. Yeah, this is good. They're all all over the place. Their leader is uh, a bit loose-jawed at the moment, and uh, they can't focus their fire, so I'd say we've yeah. Got a bit of an advantage. Yeah. So uh, the stormtroopers are going to uh, try to concentrate their fire on the rebels. However, they're all disoriented, so that's going to be... That's going to be three black dice mm. for one of these stormtrooper trios. That's one difficulty. That is... What is there? Skill as a group of minions. That's uh, one rank per minion in the okay, group. Okay, so three. Ooh, okay. Um, Two yellows, I think. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so they start shooting fire. Uh, view screens are blowing up. There's spark everywhere. Tables are getting smashed up. But no damage. No damage still. They're firing wide. They're firing wild. <laughs> Classic stormtrooper. They're very disoriented. <laughs> um, Fentley is going to try and just club you with his pistol. It's not the smartest thing to do, but he gets a success. I can't blame him. If it's a success, what do you want your two advantages to be? Um, how about... I suppose disarming him would be nice. Like, I catch his, catch his arm and get his his pistol, but... That's perfect. That's perfect. No, that oh, works. alright. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, so what happens is you've got about, uh... Okay, so you've got three damage coming at you. Okay, I soak that. Great. So what happens is, yeah, he hits you. I think he's like... He what goes for you. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I kind of imagine he's, like, been basically just, like, uppercut, and he's, like, babbling, trying to get out orders to his troops, and then he tries to, like, swing back round with the butt of his pistol, and I just kind of catch his wrist and, and like, basically twist it, and he the, the pistol just drops to the floor, and I just kind of kick it. Exactly. Yeah. So he's now disarmed. He, like, hits you, but it doesn't do anything. The Imperials are shooting wild. The other three, um... Or rather, no, the other two. Sorry, I actually gotta re-roll that. The other two, uh, start... Kind of recover and start opening fire at Ogberg. They... They don't hit him. But they've kind of got him pinned down. Like, he's ducking and weaving and he's kind of tucked in the corner behind one of the podiums that they use for presentations. Like, he's... And he's sort of just pinned in the corner. They could probably corner him on their next turn and open fire point blank fish in a barrel mm. pun well in a barrel pun kind of intended because he's yeah 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 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. We'll, we'll workshop it a little, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's all I ask. Um. <laughs> yeah. So it is your turn again. All right. Yeah. I've got. I think what I'm going to do is I've got a uh, you know Augberg in uh, close grasp, and I no not Augberg. Uh, the sergeant. Oh uh, yeah. What was his name? Fentley. Yes. So I've got Finley in close grasp, and I just kind of uh, still wrist, wrist, wrist in hand, pull him close, and just say to him like, kind of growl and just cut off your men. All and right, I might yeah. just, and I might not, <laughs> and you might live today. That's good. Give me a, uh, give me a coercion. All this right. is going to be, uh, I guess two per, uh, two purple, one red. And but give yourself a blue because you've got him pinned. Yeah, that feels that all feels right. Okay, um, I'm going to use my other talent, intimidating, and I will suffer a strain and downgrade this difficulty. So I believe okay. downgrading makes it a just three purple instead of two and yeah. a red. Yeah. Wow, uh, that is one success and a threat. Okay, um, so, so he, uh, he's quiet for a real long time, and for this threat, I'm also going to flip a dark side. <laughs> Alright, light and dark side points, I could have used one, huh? <laughs> so, um... I'm flipping the light for the dark side preemptively, because the threat is that you hear... From the distance, a a rumbling. Oh. Uh, he says, "Everyone, call it off. Call it off. The inspection turned up empty." And he uh turned up empty. We're fine. We're all good. And you you believe him enough? You know you can tell he's you can tell he's sweating bullets a little bit. Uh huh. Gets up. Uh. He dusts himself off. He says, alright, alright, everybody, cool it. Let's pack it up. And they kind of grab the unconscious stormtrooper. And he walks out. And he gets on a comm. And he says... Like, he gets on... They all climb in their speeders. Oh, I I was intending to... Did did the... uh his woman say anything while this was happening like looking Dead to silent. I don't know I don't know if they were intending to like you know just wipe them out <laughs> no 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 they just wanted they they they, they knew they were outgunned <laughs> so they're just dead okay. silent they're all just kind of looking around trying to make sure it's all good he gets on the comm as like the speeders start to power up and he says uh he looks you in the eyes as he says it Officer down, officer down, uh, prepare artillery fire, and then they speed off. <laughs> Gives you a little wink. <sighs> Great. I sh- knew I should have. <laughs> I intended to just slam him through a table. <laughs> <laughs> so, you hear this rumbling getting closer, and you can see that it is a, a mounted, like, cannon-type gun. Oh, yes, I'm well equipped for that. <laughs> mm. Uh, how far away is this this mounted cannon? Uh, it's up the street a ways. Like you've got a, a min- you've got a few minutes to figure out what you want to do. Maybe a minute or two before like they they stop, and then another minute or two before they prep like e web fire. Mm. All right. Uh, what is like the blast radius of uh, a weapon like this? Um, couldn't could we like get on foot out of out of radius of that or yeah you probably could you probably get out get uh out of the radius of that like you'd have to run it would require a check but you could definitely like slip out then yeah i i yelled to them to uh well i probably just look to them because i mean they probably heard i imagine they everyone heard that (laughs) um I actually, I think, uh, might need to, I don't know if my, the, uh, whole, uh, Osberg is, uh, quick enough himself, though, so, uh, I think I might, 
uh, a thing might be a good idea is to, uh, yeah, I think what I, what I say is, uh, into the basement. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's good. I like that. Um, I go back over towards the bar area, grab the parts from, uh, from my old little friend from earlier and, uh, also dash towards the basement. Okay. You dash to the basement. Um, you hear the thump. You hear the crashing and the ex- the noises of explosion. The the ground rumbles, and it's quiet after that. Like it's a bunch of smashing noises. You know, calamity happens, but then mm-hmm. it's quiet, huh. silent for a long time. What do you do? Uh, how much time passes? Uh, how much time do you want to pass? I mean, it's quiet for as long as you're down there. All right. Uh, I think might just wait like. Hmm. Might be good to wait until the morning or something because yeah, that makes know, they'll, sense. They'll likely look around the the rubble. There's probably you know small you know some amount of food down here, so it's not like okay. we're um, and we're also not staying for like days and days or anything. So sure. So what happens is yeah, you lay low for a while. We'll say about maybe two hours pass, and um, mm-hmm. what happens is. Uh, the Chiss woman, Denison, Denison is perfectly calm. This is procedure. <laughs> the Rodian is kind of twitchy and kind of like shadow boxing a little bit like, and, and the Chiss woman has to periodically put her hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And the Chadra fan is just still Snoozy. tired. <laughs> um... <laughs> Ogberg is right by your side, still arms crossed, but not as scowly. It's just like yeah. making surveying and just like standing near you and like being trusting. He's he's just he's got your back. Yeah. There's no illusion. But cool. but after about two hours, it's pretty close to dawn. One hour till dawn. <laughs> Jax, uh, Jax Orlando, old man Orlando, gets real twitchy. And starts mumbling, down here, hiding like rats. We should be fighting like heroes. And he, like, you see him grab, like, pull a vibro knife from his belt and start heading towards the stairs. What do you do? Uh, I imagine at some point I had joined uh, the Rodian in the shadow boxing, just kind of, you know, putting fists up and just... <laughs> Uh, eventually, you know, that all stops, but, uh, I look to Orlando and just kind of walk, start walking towards him and just say, Jax, you need to stay calm. We are waiting down here because <laughs> there will be no fighting like heroes here. These are overwhelming odds and we are not heroes. Make me a, a role for that. You can use whichever, uh, social type role you want to use, but... So I would probably call that a. I probably call that a charm. I think. Yeah, I think that sounds. Sounds uh, like a uh, makes sense. I'm gonna call this one. I'm gonna call this two and a black. The black being that you've been down here a while, and he's desperate. He wants to fight. He wants to fight. If there's if there's any blues you want to add, you can add them. But that's what you got so far. No, I no blues I can think of. I did put a point in charm, so that's uh, funny to me. And uh, I'll flip. Might as well. Don't want okay. him going out there and getting himself killed. All right. That's uh, two successes and two threats. Okay. Um, okay, perfect. We are uh, not heroes, yeah. Jax, and this is not one of your movies. This is the real world where we are criminals and survivors. And we're not going to be doing much surviving if we put our necks out against the rebellion and get our, against the Imperials and get ourselves killed. His shoulders slump. He nods. He says, "You're right. We're not. We're not heroes. We're. We're no one." And he grabs a bottle off of one of the shelves and he kind of takes a swig and sits right back in the corner, just like he was. And your eyes catch the catch the chiss woman. Kind of nod a little bit. And be like, hmm. 
And yet the final hour passes real silently because that was a that was a big moment and everybody's kind of a little down. The threat is you kind of hurt everyone's feelings. <laughs> Look, I've been in, in this for a long time. I don't get, need not do this for a long time with being heroic. <laughs> yeah, so the final hour passes. Um, it is doubled on. The second sun has just risen. You come out through the basement. Uh-huh. Much of the bar is rubble. You know, there was a, yeah. a mortar fired on it. But, um... You don't see a lot of, like, things moved around in there. It seems like they maybe just fired the one shot and then Fentley got on the mic to be like, yeah, pack it up. <laughs> it seems like that was more spite than, like, escalation. Hmm. I will remember this. But, uh, otherwise, like, I mean, much of, you know... Much of the bar still stands, it's just there's been a sizable amount of damage to that front wall. Uh-huh. Coat check is pretty much rubble. Um, what about my precious bar? <laughs> bar is okay. Um, looks like the kegs have been, looks like the ke- looks like you're going to need new kegs. Yeah, it's going to need a lot of new a lot. <laughs> but uh, the bar itself seems alright. It didn't really get that far, like the, the, the blast didn't get that far in really. So, like, uh, the refreshers are going to need repair, the kegs are going to need replaced. <laughs> but the bar is okay. Oh, thank the force. I uh, go just, to the bar, just check, like, a, uh, there's, like, a little um, lock on the floor, like, mm-hmm. in the little uh, area where it's, like, a small box with a, like, a small little storage area and just, like, a bottle of scotch or some kind of mm-hmm. Corellian something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just kind of, you know, level that and just like ah, you know <laughs> got this at least it's fine yeah you've got your you've got your celebration drink um the chis mm-hmm. woman walks up to you and says don't worry about the repairs yes I, you think you can afford <laughs> kind of just kind of look around at the Towards the weapon check in the keg, you know, the new uh, windows that have been installed. Just kind of, yeah. And she she gives you she gives you a very curt nod. She's like, I we'll make it we'll we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. You're, I mean, I don't know if there's gonna be much repairing of this stuff. We've got uh you know, if this bar comes back up, it's probably going to be seen as some kind of rebel sympathetic establishment, and I'm not so keen on having Imperial attention again. Well, let me put it to you this way, and she looks at Ogberg, and she looks at Old Man Orlando. She says, we've got a ship. We've got a ship a few docks down, a few stations down. I don't know where you want to end up, but wherever you do, don't worry about startup costs. If you want off planet, we can take you off planet. If you want to be on the other side of the pl- on the other side of Tatooine, we can take you to the other side of Tatooine. But you saved us. You saved our lives today, and this is the least that we can do to repay. And she's like, "This isn't." This goes for all of you. And Orlando steps up. Well, now, tell me of this ship. Tell me of these, uh, these information missions. And the Rodian kind of throws his hand over Orlando's shoulder, and the two of them go off to talk shop. Mm -hmm. And Ogberg crosses his hands and scowls a little bit and says, I like this bar. This is the bar that I drink at. So where's the new bar going to be? Yeah, Gideon just kind of rubbing his chin and looks towards the the dawn and hmm, don't have much else I'm doing. And I've been, well, I suppose my debts with the gigs are clear. Maybe we'll set up a new shop on a new planet. 
I, I could, I could, I could find a new bar. Yeah. I think that sounds nice. Hmm. All right. Let's talk shop then, and uh, kind of say that to the to uh, Den- Denison. Let's figure out where in the stars we're going to go. You walk through the wreckage. Mm-hmm. We pan up. We see that double sun. We see that second sun just past the surface. And that's game. That's game. Dang, that was fun. That was really good. I love that. That was great. Yes. I also am of the opinion of that was very good. <laughs> <sighs> Will, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for running that. So, uh, real quick, I always like to say, where can people find you online? There is uh, all of one place you can find me online. I am on Twitter, at Rock and Roll. That's a bit of a pun. W-R-O-K-A-N-D-W-R-O-L. I'm very proud of it. Uh, not not up to too much right now. I uh, do some occasional voice stuff, um, narration, voiceover. Um, but if you're curious about that, you can just... Uh, Follow me on Twitter and watch the space, or DM me. I, I you know, excellent. Like to chat. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast, and I'm gonna throw thank it over you. to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Will for coming onto the show. That game was super, super fun. Be sure to follow Will on Twitter at Rock and Roll. That's W R O K and W R O L. And be sure to check out the OneShot Discord. I think it's a really good community. I think they play a lot of really interesting games, and they have a, a strong moderation, which I think is something that I'm really passionate about in online communities. It makes a it makes for a safe space. Check that out. You can find a link in the show notes. Speaking of plugs, you should definitely follow Party of One on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Party of One Podcast. If you love the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help us find new audiences, grow bigger, better, and do cooler and cooler things. If you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. That can be found at soundcloud.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you want to swap opinions about the Great British Baking Show, only up to Season 2, though. We're not through Season 3. You can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. And party on. Never gonna die.